Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Best top of the hour ever. Welcome to the best show on your radio. Well done, Sam Pierce behind the scenes. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, I'm Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And always have that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Ten minutes away. When it comes to the trust tree, who was on that tree or who was not on that tree when it comes to NFL teams? We're going to do that in about ten minutes. We know where the New York Jets are on that trust tree. They're not even a trust orchard, based on what we saw last night involving that football team and that offense. Had a winning streak, but then he looked off against the Los Angeles Chargers, and everybody once again giving Zach Wilson, the quarterback, that shade, giving Zach Wilson, that quarterback, that business. Well, Robert Salah, Jets head coach on the Michael K Show on ESPN New York 98.7 FM, and he says, yeah, Zach Wilson wasn't good, but... you turn on the tape and other things that Zach needed to do better yesterday? 100%. He knows it. We know it. Everyone knows it. But are there areas of the field where we could have been better for him as a play caller? Sure. Are there areas on the field where we could have been better as position coaches, putting our players in position? Yes. Could the players have been better from an execution standpoint, catching the ball, blocking, running the right route, being more efficient in the run game? Absolutely. And and sometimes it's very obvious when you turn on the All-22 that the quarterback is just incapable. It's not the case here. But then they ask him about, hey, you got a guy named... I know. I, I was what trying... Hell. I was trying hard not to bust out laughing when I heard the final eight seconds of that. I'm like, dude, there's protection, there's coddling, but then there's that. And that's what happens when you have a mistake in the building and you're trying to make that mistake not seem to be that way on the surface when it comes to Zach Wilson. I also think there's a way to take up for your players without blatantly lying to all of us <laughs> in a, it, like in a, in a piece that we just heard though uh-huh. bro because number one Alan Lazard ain't catching the football Alan Lazard his hand's not even right when the ball coming to his way no He's, doubt so the offensive line allowing eight sacks Zach Wilson holding on to the football more than two and a half seconds. All eight sacks came when he's holding on to the football. So there, there's just about a lot of things on that offense that isn't going right. Guys not holding on to the football and fumbling. That's one of the things that hurt you last night. Lord have mercy. Yeah, put it this way, and I know what he's trying to do. He doesn't want – not that his team has to worry about having a confidence crisis, but – this goes to how the quarterback is playing, and he knows that affects his entire football team. He doesn't have to listen to sports talk radio. He can feel it in his locker room. Because I'm sure there are plenty of guys looking at him going, Coach, really? We got to go with this guy again? That's why I thought it was very interesting when he was asked about, hey, you did sign Trevor Simeon not too long ago to be the back of quarterback. And check out the Hezzy from Robert Salah. You've got Trevor Simeon in your building. Why not give him a try? Fair question. You know, it's uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just, I kind of explained it, you know, respectfully, obviously, but, Mm -hmm. but it's a, they're valid questions, but, and I know, and I know from a passionate fan, from fans who are passionate, all having the same questions, I respect it greatly, you know, but it's, I've got to look at it from a global standpoint and just see where we are and, and look at the all 22 the best I can and, and make the decisions best as possible. So. Coach Salas, his throat was kind of parched. 
kind of dry, needed some water. When they asked him about, you know, Trevor Simeon, <laughs> all of a sudden, he started out like Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> his, throat, his, his throat was kind of dry. Freddie, did he just say, I plead the fifth on this one? At least he didn't plead the fifth from Chappelle's show. So we should be glad of that. Four, five, <laughs> I have an amendment <laughs> to defend my quarterback. <laughs> I know you don't like Zach Wilson and you want Aaron Rodgers back. But Trevor Simmons the backup, but I'm going to plead the one, two, three, four, five, fifth. When it comes to my quarterback, Zach Wilson, that's what he did. Hey, you wonder what's crazy because, like, I picked this football team to win this division before the season started, yes, right? You did. And I actually want to see them succeed and do well. So do I. I also hate watching greatness being wasted. When I'm looking at that defense and what they've been able to do against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and also last night, Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert wasn't phenomenal, and I haven't even got on him yet. I'm probably saving it for another time. But, hell, it's about time he showed that contract is worth worth it. No doubt about that. And you can't say that his coach is holding him back. You can't say the same thing about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is holding Zach Wilson back. And he's holding that entire team back. That's why Robert Sala sounded. You've got Trevor Simeon in your building. Why not give him a try? Fair question. You know, it's uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm going to plead the fifth on all. Yeah. Uh Usually you don't need a lawyer in a press conference if you got to plead the fifth. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember when the last time I heard, heard a coach mm-hmm. in a press conference uh-huh. when asked about his quarterback yeah. or the backup quarterback, he said, I, I plead the fifth. Yeah. Yeah, and think about that. Because when, when Michael K asked him that question in a Michael K show on ESPN Radio 98.7 FM in New York, you're exactly right because it was a fair question. Michael K was like, well, you got a guy that you signed to put your quarterback on notice when he wasn't – when he was playing like this early in the season, and all of a sudden he didn't commit to Zach Wilson, he didn't commit to Trevor <laughs> Simeon. Ah, one, two, three, four, fifth. That's what he decided has was his answer. He didn't want any of that smoke when it came to that quarterback situation. You Hell, know why? If, if, <laughs> you know, because they're thinking about it, or they've talked about it yep. since last night. You don't plead the fifth if you still believe in your guy, or if you believe the next guy is going to be the one that's going to take his place. When that was his answer, of course he was caught off guard by Michael K. But his answer, if you believe still in Zach Wilson, your answer would be Zach Wilson's our guy. Because how strong were they with that? After the first three to four weeks when he was a starting quarterback and people said, you signed Trevor Simeon, Zach Wilson's our guy. Everybody in his organization believes in him. (laughs) Michael K. threw Trevor Simeon to him and he decided, no, not Zach. No, not Trevor. Uh, Can we have somebody else answer this question for me? I believe the fifth. Now, was that today or was that last night? No, that was today on the Michael so, K. Show. See, see, here's my thing, though. Mm-hmm. As the head coach of that football team, that shouldn't catch you off guard, though. It really okay. shouldn't. All right. And the reason why it shouldn't is because you should and your media team should be anticipating these questions regardless, especially mm-hmm. coming off the game that we've seen transpire last night. That's true. You should, you should be anticipating that question about the quarterback position and a backup quarterback. So I, I don't even know why he's caught off guard with it. Well, maybe he's caught off guard because, like I said, they're thinking about it. And they're thinking about a lot stronger now than they were last night, last week, two weeks ago. They probably thought with their defense and their running game with Brees Hall coming along that they would be able to massage their quarterback. At a certain point in modern football, you can't do that. 
You need your quarterback to win games. The minute that it went up 14-3 to in favor of the Los Angeles Chargers, even the Jets' defense knew that the game was over. At that point, they were acting like Alvin Mack from the program. We got to start pitching shutouts. That's how they felt (laughs) because they knew their quarterback was not quarterback enough to overcome that. But that's a bad feeling too, man. Like, you know, when one side of the ball feel like they're holding up their end of the bargain and you come to the sideline, you're like, yeah. man, mm-hmm. we, we got to basically pitch a shutout. We got to do more than, than what's asked of us for us to actually be in football games. That's a bad spot to be in, man. I got to hear this again. You've got Trevor Simeon in your building. Why not give him a try? Fair question. You know, it's uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth. I don't I'm going to plead the and the most Jetsian things to say in the history of Jetsian things, that is right up there from the Jets head coach Robert Sala about, well, why not give Trevor Simeon the try? I plead the fifth was his answer on the Michael K show on ESPN radio in New York. Yikes. He's Harry Douglas. It's a new one, boss. That's that, a new that, one, that is that, no doubt. I've heard a lot of things in terms of, I've never heard anything about pleading the fifth about a guy that you want to support, but maybe, you know, you can't do that anymore. When it comes to Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, and that organization. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Appreciate you joining us. And Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We do not have to worry about the Jets being chart, being part excuse me, of our trust tree. But that's when we bring in our producers, Shannon Penn. The teams that are out there. And we'll let you know exactly our level of trust. And we do it right now with Shannon Penn on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. All right, guys. So essentially, I'm going to give you two teams. You got to essentially tell me which one you trust more. Easy enough. Okay. Two teams. Who do you trust right now? Who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Who do you trust? <laughs> oh, hubba, okay. Hubba. I like it, Shannon. The energy. You like that, right? Who do you like, trust? You like that, right? Hubba, hubba. Uh, here we go. I didn't realize we were doing stuff from the 1955 variety show. Oh, I'm Shannon Penn, the host of this show. Hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> the first two teams here, Harry. Who do you trust more right now? Cincinnati Bengals or Baltimore Ravens? Oh, right now it's the Baltimore Ravens. And I understand Joe Burrow is looking like him, his old self. T. Higgins and that connection. Jamar Chase is doing his thing. That defense, Luana Rumo, is spectacular. But the way the Baltimore Ravens are playing right now, the two losses easily could have been wins. They were self-inflicted wounds. But that defense is playing like the best defense in the National Football League. Lamar's playing in a, uh, in a, uh, uh, in a, in an amazing way, those players surrounded Lamar Jackson are stepping up to the plate. And I, and I say this, mm-hmm. that offense still has room to grow. No doubt. So I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I would love to go the other way, but I can't because of all the things you just said. And for the first time in a long time, that looks like a confident offense. Yep. They're not just waiting for Lamar Jackson to make a play or hoping that he makes a play to get everybody going. They're like, look, we can do some things here. We can make this work. And this way, he does not have to have everything on him. In other words, they look a lot like the Cincinnati Bengals, where it's not on Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon running the ball effectively. We know what Jamar Chase can do. But they got Higgins. They got Boyd. They got their tight end. They got their offensive line. It's not just so much about waiting for Joe Burrow to make a play. They know he's going to. But everybody else has been able to step up to the plate. I'm with the Baltimore Ravens, but the Bengals are not far behind when it comes to that. Just surprised you both went with the Ravens there because I thought I was led to believe that the Cincinnati Bengals were back, but they I digress. Back. All right, cool. Just they are back. All right, all right. See, you don't play semantics here. Here we go. All right, all right Freddie. Here we go. Next two teams on the list. Who do you trust more, the Buffalo Bills or the Miami Dolphins? I'm gonna say the Buffalo Bills, but it's shaky. Yeah, it's shaky. I guess because I've seen the Buffalo Bills look like a team that could contend for a championship. I just thought last year they got mentally worn out towards the end of the year. Got weighed down by the expectations. They had that 
thank God it didn't, did not turn out to be a tragedy regarding DeMar Hamlin that night when they played against the Cincinnati Bengals. And we wish nothing but the best for him in his full recovery. And anything like that has nothing to do with football. I guess I've seen this team have the makings of a championship team. I haven't seen that from the Miami Dolphins. Now, when they're playing the Carolina Panthers, sure, they're ready for the Super Bowl. When they said with the big boy football, then all of a sudden, <laughs> they're not ready for the, the pinstripe bowl in the Bronx, New York. So I'm going to charge the Buffalo Bills a little bit more between those two. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Fortunate for us, these two teams have played one another already, mm-hmm. and Buffalo put a mud hole through them when they were <laughs> matched up. So I'm going to go Buffalo in this case. Every time you say that, I think of this place <laughs> when I grew up in Laurelton, New York, and there was this, this car place, junkyard place called Poor Mud Hole Freddy's. <laughs> that was on Merrick Boulevard. And the first time I moved to that neighborhood, I looked and said, what the hell is a poor mud hole Freddy's? My dad got to know the guy when he's in charge of everything. Anything, you needed your car fixed, taken care of, but it was like the best sign ever. And we found out why they call it poor mud hole Freddy's. Where his location was, was in between two buildings, and all the water and the mud ran down to his building. So he said, that's what I'm going to call it, poor mud hole Freddy's. Oh, wow. And it was in business for like 40 years. So anytime you say mud hole. Consistency. I like it. Exactly. So anytime you say mud hole, I think of poor mud hole Freddy's in St. Albans, <laughs> New York. Carry on, Shannon. All right. Well, speaking of consistency, Harry, the next two teams on the list. Uh-huh. Who do you trust more, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Kansas City Chiefs? Okay. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes, number one, as the best quarterback in the National Football League, but you also have a defense that's top five in the league. And the way that they're playing right now is unbelievable. They can play man coverage. Whenever you can line up and play man coverage versus a team like Miami and right. not be nervous to do it in blitz. Absolutely. That, you talk about confidence at the all at an all-time high, that's confidence. I like their defensive line led by Chris Jones, even though he had a stupid penalty in that football mm-hmm. game that extended the drive for the Miami Dolphins. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. If you had told me, by the way, we have who do you trust more part of the NFL trust tree with Shannon Penn, our producer, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. If you had told me in any NFL game this year that Tyreek Hill not only would not have 100 yards receiving, but that he would not have 70 yards receiving, if you had told me that was going to happen, I said, okay, what happened to Tyreek Hill? The Chiefs' defense happened to Tyreek Hill. Eight catches, 62 yards. Unlike what Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, said about the Philadelphia Eagles, that they got a vanilla behind defense, we know the Chiefs <laughs> do not have a vanilla behind defense. They get after people. Padgett Mahomes and the rest of the offense are going to be fine. I've seen that team do this before, go through struggles and figure it out. They're going to be a 13-14 win. Team's all said and done. I'm with you. I trust the Chiefs more. All right, the next two teams up. Freddie, who do you trust more, your Dallas Cowboys or the Detroit Lions? Let me see. we got two teams that have not done in the playoffs. One who hasn't been there and the other who's been there. (laughs) 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 I want to trust the Cowboys as a Cowboys fan, so I will trust the Cowboys as a Cowboys fan. I like what I had a chance to see against the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to see it in the playoffs, though. I know it's there. They know it's there. Don't give me any nonsense about moral victories. I don't want to hear that from Michael Parsons, the Cowboys linebacker, on this podcast, The Edge. I feel like we got even more confidence now. You know, um, I feel like everybody was had us out and everyone was praising this Eagles team. But obviously, we gave them their best fit. And, um, you know, 
I'm not even going to spit fuel in the fire. We'll see y'all. We'll see them again in four weeks. The quote, JC, show me what you got, Micah Parsons. Show me mm-hmm. what you got, defensive end. Rush mm-hmm. that quarterback, that quarterback, that quarterback. I want to see that from Micah Parsons and the Cowboys. I know it's there, so I'll trust it a little bit more, even though we have not seen that from the Cowboys in the playoffs. Oh, differently for me, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions because you understand what's coming, and it's going to be your job to sit up there and stop it. We know the Detroit Lions are going to be physical, offensively, defensively, on special teams. I like the way that Jared Goff is playing at the quarterback position. I am really, really high on this uh this tandem in the running back with Montgomery and also Jameer Gibbs. I like them a lot, Amon too. Amon Ross St. Brown is playing at an all-time high right now. So I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions because you know what you're going to get, and they're not going to fake who they are. They're going to present it to you, and if you can't stop it, then you're going to get embarrassed. I'm going to have to change my mind based on that one, but carry on. All right, Harry, which team do you trust more, the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Cleveland Browns? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going Jacksonville because of the quarterback position. Right, Deshaun Washington's just coming off an injury and still trying to find his way a little bit. Had a decent game. Uh, him and Amari Cooper were able to connect, but I like what Jacksonville is as a team. Their defense is better than a lot of people give them credit for. Josh Allen, defensive player Josh Allen's been phenomenal. Foyer Aluakin, the linebacker, phenomenal. Devin Lloyd, phenomenal. Rayshon Jenkins at the safety position, been good this season. So I like what Jacksonville is on top of those skill position players that they have on the outside for Jacksonville. What he said, let's move on. <laughs> All right, Freddie, last one here. Now, which team do you trust more, the Minnesota Vikings or the Pittsburgh Steelers? There's got to be a third choice, right? Minnesota Vikings <laughs> or the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh-oh. Can I choose or? Minnesota Vikings <laughs> or the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> I'm going to trust the Pittsburgh Steelers, although more like the lesser two evils, mainly because that defense is nobody to play with. They have it at all three levels. Even Mika Fitzpatrick being out, and that secondary was still terrific against the Tennessee Titans on a short week. Not having Kirk Cousins, that compromised to the Minnesota Vikings. Although I think the defense can be sneakily good. I think we've seen a little bit of improvement there as the season has gone along. But because they got Mike Tomlin as their coach, they got that defense by a little bit. It's not or, it's the Steelers barely over the or and the Minnesota Vikings, who I trust more. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they have the best tandem of outside linebackers slash defensive ends. Depends on if it's a 4-3 or a 3-4. That's rushing the quarterback. T.J. Watt, nine and a half sacks right now. That's tied for second in the National Football League. Alex Highsmith, his partner in crime, four and a half sacks right now. Those Mm -hmm. two guys know how to go get the quarterback. And even though Mm – the point differential in, in games or uh, whatever you want to call it, the offensive stats aren't yeah. there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That defense makes up for it. So I'm going yeah. with Pittsburgh. By the Highsmith reminds me so much of Bud Dupree before he tore his ACL. They're so similar to the yep. way they play and get after the quarterback, that quick burst getting up the field. Highsmith is only scratching the surface. I want to give some love to, to his parents. Uh, his father, Sam Highsmith, man, I was able to ride the plane with him okay. uh, when I was leaving Duke University when we did game day and right. had a chance to talk to him. He enjoyed nice. his son being on that boy bad. Wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, his mother and his father. I understand why the young man is so well-rounded because of his parents. I got a little bonus, uh, Trust Tree. Who do you trust more? All right, guys? Uh-oh. All right, Freddie. Who do you trust more? Okay. San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy at quarterback or San Francisco 49ers with Sam Darnold at quarterback? <laughs> it's not even close. It's Brock Purdy. Nothing against Sam Darnold. I mean, sure about on. that? It, it, absolutely. You sure about that? 100% sure. Remember, this is the same guy. I'm seeing ghosts out there. 
We're the same guy. That's that guy. I would never get over that, Freddie. Me I, neither. I, I swear, I, I can't. As much as we heard Robert Sala have a case of the hiccups when asked about the backup quarterback starting over the starting quarterback on the Michael K Show on ESPN Radio in New York, that is something that, as a Jets fan, and I'm one, you're never going to forget that. Who's to say that he won't see ghosts in a big moment? There's no question trusting a guy in Purdy, Brock Purdy, who overcome B becoming the last pick in the draft to be where he is now. He's, All he's these him. Brock Purdy haters out there. Devin King. G- go get him, Brock. Shannon Penn. Go get him, Brock. Samuel Pierce. Still need go to get see him, it. Brock. I know you need to see a Kevin Dane. I know. He, he keep him clean, though. <laughs> I'm Kevin Dane, you're Charles Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> the difference is I was Charles Coleman. <laughs> That's Smooth the difference. operator. Uh-huh, yeah. Don't let the Sade taste fool you, so there. Hmm. Hit us up on Twitter Uh-oh. anytime you want. Oh, it's right. Anytime you want on Twitter, Coleman ESPN. That's my handle, not Charles Coleman. And at HDougs83, that's Harry's handle. The Coswell Playoff Rankings. Happen for the second week later on tonight. Have those dogs from Georgia. Who's that coming down that track in that red and black nose of Georgia Bulldogs? Don't have to be the number one team in the country. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. Always being unforgettable on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. My man Harry Douglas and our other FOS friend of the show, Always are together doing college game day with Christine Williamson each and every weekend. Always a pleasure bringing Harry Lyles Jr., ESPN College Football Reporter. Hit him on Twitter at Harry Lyles Jr., part of the College Football Preview, brought to you by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Last week, Harry, we saw that Ohio State was voted number one according to the first playoff rankings when it comes to 2023. What does your gut tell you about if that's going to be the same or not the same tonight when the rankings are released in about an hour and a half? I think it could still be the same. Um, you know, my whole thing with this is 
it's it's very easy to sort of nitpick and and be like, all right, well, you know, and just sort of lay out all the different scenarios, right? When in the the case, there the fact of the matter is, this always sort of works itself out. So tonight, you know, given Georgia's win over Missouri, um, I, the committee will probably devalue Ohio State's win against Notre Dame a little bit because of their third loss at Clemson. Um, so you can see Georgia perhaps get up to number one. I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State is still there, but given what Georgia has left on their plate, it feels like the inevitable, assuming that they take care of business here against Old Miss and against Tennessee, is that by the end of this, Georgia will end up back at that number one spot, regardless of what Ohio State does. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Georgia beating a Missouri football team and you know, it came down to two defensive stops that they got, Nazir Stackhouse getting the interception and then another defensive player getting the interception off of Brady Cook. I think it, it, it is possible that they may be in that number one spot. Now, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see where Michigan, Michigan is going to be in this whole thing. And I think Michigan right now is hands down the most complete team in college football, but a lot of people look at their schedule. But outside of the football ranks of things, how should the Big Ten go about disciplining you know, Michigan for the sign stealing scandal. Yeah, I think HC, you know, and that's honestly to me the most unfortunate part of this story is because I think going into the season, I know you and I talked about it, that even going into this year, assuming everything went the way Michigan needed it to and, and you know, those big things being obviously you got two of the five best running backs in college football, JJ McCarthy takes a leap, which he obviously did that they were easily going to be the one team that was best equipped to challenge Georgia. And all we've been doing for the last, what, month, basically, is talking about this story. Um, Now, I think as far as as discipline goes, you know, I I think with Michigan, you you kind of have to still go through the process, the Mm -hmm. fact-finding process. And if the Big Ten arrives at a place where they feel like they can discipline Michigan, I don't know that it's for anybody to say that they shouldn't do it. Um, but then when you also have reports coming out, I think today it was from the Associated Press that, hey, like, you know, other teams had Michigan signs. I don't I don't think that two wrongs make a right necessarily. Um, but I think the thing with Michigan here is it seems like perhaps more teams than just the Wolverines were doing this. They're just the ones that got caught with their hands in the cookie jar. Um, but it, I, I think it's, it's just a really dicey situation that honestly, again, I I feel like the best thing that they can do is continue the fact finding process, go through that and then arrive at a conclusion because um, I think to, to jump the gun because people are understandably, I would add upset um, would be the wrong thing to do in case for whatever reason they end up getting it wrong. Harry Lyles Jr., ESPN College Football Reporter, also part of College Game Day in the Weekend with Christine Williamson and Harry Douglas joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. To kind of put a bow on this, Harry, I don't believe the Big, ben, the Big Ten excuse me, has enough backbone to institute any kind of discipline that's going to keep Michigan out of the college football playoff if they run the table. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so, so here's where I sort of stand on this, and I'm, I'm curious what you guys think, actually, because mm-hmm. – The NCAA and its conferences have seemed in the past having no problem letting things sort of just Mm -hmm. happen and play out and then retroactively taking things back. Like, do you feel like this situation that would not be acceptable or do you feel like it would, they would be better off acting now? Um, And then even if they do act now, like I guess the sort of gray area for me is like, what is the proper punishment? Like, do they just stop playing the season or, 
um, do the games that they do play, just like not count towards their record, but it counts towards their opponent's record. Like, I think there are so many different ways that it could go. And honestly, like, it's, it's sort of hard for me to even pinpoint, I think, even a, a starting point as to where if there was some sort of discipline or, or things to go off of where they would start with that. Like, do you guys feel strongly either way about that? Well, I'll say from my standpoint, I feel like due process should be followed through in this in this whole scenario, right? I think the investigation yeah. needs to be completed before mm-hmm. Tony Batiti, the Big Ten commissioner, decides that he wants to, you know, warrant a punishment. Because what if you mm-hmm. get to a point to where you have you 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 issue a punishment, then down the line you find out there's more information that was, you know messing up everything that's going on it's more to the more on the table than you actually thought now you have to go back to the table and overthrow what you've already done i thought we've seen that from northwestern right when when they suspended their coach in the offseason and then had to go back and rescind what they already did so i think if you're tony batiti why would you want to go through that if you can just let due process you know walk its course and let the investigation be done and then now you give the proper discipline of what's warrant to Michigan from that point. If I'm Tony Petiti, the Big Ten Commissioner, I'm saying, am I not the commissioner of this conference? Didn't you put me in place to enforce discipline? You're not going to bully me into a quick decision just because you guys are all upset that Michigan was stealing signs from poor teams like Illinois, Indiana, Northwestern. You can miss me with that. If I'm Tony Petiti, I'm looking at all those athletic directors and coaches, I'm saying, well, wait a minute. You guys always talk about due process and let things play out. Now you want me to completely throw that out the window just because you don't like Jim Harbaugh or just because you don't like Michigan or the fact that they got caught stealing signs and you guys are probably doing the same thing, but not to the the, to the um, Navy SEAL level that Michigan did, allegedly, according to the reports that are out there. Hiring Harry, I'm not letting other people bully me from me doing my job as commissioner of the Big Ten if I'm Tony Petiti. No, I don't think so. And I think if anything, like the best thing that he could do right now, which is obviously one, letting due process play out, but two, man, we got to find a way to get radios in the helmets, man. Like Mm -hmm. if Nick Saban was out here last week on Pat McAfee saying like, Hey, like there's a real simple solution to this. Like, let's find a way to make it happen, man. Like um, to me that, that then removes this from happening again. Um, and just being a, a huge distraction in what has been an otherwise great college football season. No doubt about that. Harry Lyles Jr., ESPN Cultural Reporter, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You mentioned Alabama, and I think everybody does not want to hear this term, Harry. Welcome back to the Nick Saban nightmare. They thought the <laughs> dynasty was over. Ding dong, the king is dead. Long not live the king, and yet they could be a very sneaky pick. They're going to run the table, in my opinion. They're going to beat Kentucky. They're going to beat Chattanooga. They're going to beat Auburn. And if they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, they're going to be in the college football playoff. How have Alabama been able to turn things around when it seemed like that was not going to be the case, especially as they lost to Texas in September? I sound like a broken record because I've been saying this all year. If they just played Texas even just a few weeks later, I feel like they'd probably be undefeated. Um, I, I feel like Jalen Milrow just got a bad rap for not having game reps. Um, and, and this is a team that, I mean, still incredibly talented, man. I mean, like mm-hmm. the, the way I honestly, the, to me, the biggest compliment of Nick Saban's dynasty is the fact that people have talked about this team all year. Like they're just not good. And the only reason people are doing that is because they're not, you know, just absolutely extraordinarily great 
Um, you know, like we saw even as recently as 2020. But Jalen Milrow, you saw the athleticism pop against that LSU defense on Saturday. And, again, you look at that rest of the schedule, you mentioned, like, they're obviously in a groove. Um, you know, obviously their biggest challenge left during the year is going to be in the Iron Bowl at Auburn. But this feels like a team that is set up perfectly, not just to continue to improve, but continue to fight with that chip on their shoulder because they've had to hear – uh, for the first nine weeks of this season here that they're they're not as good as what they should be. Um, and I think they've continued to go out and prove that, hey, like, you know, just because they're not winning every game by three touchdowns does not mean that they can go out there and handle business against anybody in the country. You have a couple one-loss teams that's looking to move up in the rankings within these next three or four weeks. Who is a better one-loss team, in your opinion? Is it Alabama or is it Oregon? Oof, man, I tell you what. I, I would not want to play Oregon like that. That to me is funny as I was sitting here watching the rankings go up last week um, and you saw Oregon pop up at number six. It's like, man, out of all the teams that they just showed, like that's the one team I would not want to play on Saturday. Um, if you make me pick between the two, I think I would slightly go with Alabama. Okay. Um, but to me, I think you can't look at what Oregon's done and not think that they are one of the four best teams in the country right now. And that's not to say that they should be ranked in the top four right now. I'm certainly not saying that. Um, but in terms of what they have done of late, I think that they have, without question, been one of the four best teams in the country. And obviously there's still enough football left to where they could end up being one of those. So last thing I have for you, my Louisville Cardinals, who are currently ranked 11th in the country, are going against the Virginia Cavaliers on Thursday night football. You're actually going to be on the sidelines of that game. We have another guy that does the morning show, Chris Canty on Sportsman, mm-hmm. like he went to UVA. Mm-hmm. And I'm right now calling my friendly bet. Chris Canty, whichever alma mater, yours or mine, wins the football game. I think a nice dinner, steak dinner that is. Harry, what are you looking forward to in that matchup in that game? Honestly, so this afternoon, actually, I got to speak with Anthony Calandria, who is going to be the true freshman starter at Virginia. Mm-hmm. Very confident young man. Yes. Um, which, hey, you know, going into a game, this obviously, HD, you know it. We've seen them in person, this Louisville team. They run the ball really well. They play some really good defense. Um, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now, a lot of swagger. Um, I'm excited to see this true freshman quarterback go up in this spot. You know, we call this industry night but on uh, on Thursday night because it's the only college football game on TV. It's on E1, um, and he's got this moment where, hey, you're going up against number 11 team in the country, true freshman, um, you know, for, for a team that needs a spark. Let's see what he can do. But, you know, your Cardinals have been playing pretty good, but I, I think we're going to get a fun one on Thursday for sure. And by the way, that's going to be at 730 Eastern time on ESPN. Our man Harry Lyles Jr. will be a part of that coverage, not just an ESPN college football reporter, but also as a sideline reporter, and also catch him over the weekend with Harry Douglas and Christine Williamson, part of college game day and social media. Harry Lyles Jr. joining us here on Freddie. And Harry, Harry, safe travels, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much and be well. Appreciate y'all. By the way, Mr. Louisville Cardinal himself, Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at hdouglas83. I'm Mr. Mansfield, Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water because sharks and jellyfish out there, now if you do that, you got something else to think about. And I bet you thought in a million years, you never thought you have to worry about this animal in the water. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. There we go. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. Who's that Freddie and Harry? On ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you, your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Before we get to in other news involving maybe another reason that you better not go into the water. All day long, we had the question out there in honor of Bill Belichick in New England. Could be his last year. New England reports are out there. Maybe, just maybe, if things don't turn around, this could be it. Was something that's lasted way too long. It's time to get to our staff before we give ours. So, Shan, Devin Kane, you're going to start first. What's something that, in your opinion, has lasted way too long? Man, all these super seniors. <laughs> I'm done with it. I know the transfer portal, NIL, the COVID year. Man, we got guys like Armando Baycott from North Carolina. Wow. Bo Nix. <laughs> JT Daniels is on Rice. He's been he's been in college for eighteen he's still years. Still in school. These guys are getting their second masters. They don't they're know. They're getting their PhDs. They have no more. There's no more credits to give out. <laughs> exactly. Give it up. Get a real job. <laughs> Samuel Pierce. What's something that's lasted way too long? Heat culture. I am tired. It is. I think it's worse than the Patriot way because at least the Patriot way won championships. Ever since they've been talking about heat culture, they have won nothing. You stop it, Pat Riley. Udonis Haslam, he's lucky he retired because if he was still in the league, he would have been number two because he should have retired like six years ago. But I guess that's heat culture. Tired of it. Uh, Heat culture uh, is actually a thing, though. No, it ain't. Hold on a second. Bro, my brother played down there. Yes, it is. Hold on a second. No, it ain't. Hold on. Uh, Amber Wilson on line one. She wants to have a word with you, Sam Pierce, about talking about her Ooh, Miami Amber, Heat. Amber going to tell me. She's going to tell it tell it good. Shannon Penn, what, something that's lasted way too long. Right, this is a personal one of mine. I, I know I was probably late to get the memo. Okay. Like that when, when Gene Short stopped being a thing, when George <laughs> was out of style. Thank I was God the last one to realize that cargo pants became the new George. Wow. I was like, oh, no, what are wow. we doing? But I, but, I, but I fixed it, though. I got my shorts above the knee now. I'm good. Thank God you know, for that. I've never favors. worn jean shorts, ever. I never did either. Nope. Never did either. That was never my thing. Oh, no. Harry is lying. I'm not. He is no. from no, Atlanta, the, Georgia. No, you know what? You no, were wearing jean shorts. Uh-uh. Brothers Sam, in you know, Atlanta weren't wearing you know, jean shorts. We, we, we wear tall tees <laughs> yeah. and, and big-ass Basketball shorts, <laughs> like I got on right now. Brothers in Atlanta were not wearing jean shorts, unless, they were, they unless were. they're from the other side of Atlanta. They- <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
you notice you don't hear any disagree from Harry on that one. You can, like Bernie Mac was like, what you say? Mind? What, what say? I plead the bill. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't punk up on me now. Don't no lies detected. Jean shorts, brothers in Atlanta, brother, please. What's the one thing, <laughs> in your opinion, Harry, that went on too far too long? For me, man, it's fast food when you go to drive throughs Okay. Them telling you to pull up. Fast food has not become fast food anymore. <laughs> I might as well go to a doggone sit-down restaurant and sit myself down if I got to wait 15 minutes for a fast food order that I just ordered. <laughs> Don't tell me to pull up. No, I ain't pulling up. Get uh-huh. your damn clock system right. <laughs> I'm not pulling up so it can look like you're doing the right thing at your job when you're actually not. You I'm spe- not pulling up no more. Are you speaking from recent experience? Yeah, pull up. No, I ain't pulling up. Get my uh, order out here in the time frame oh that you Lord. making it seem like you're getting it out here uh, in, yeah. in the first place. Yeah. You know it's lasted way too long for me. The changing of the criteria each and every week when the college football playoff rankings happen. Mm. One week is one goalpost, another week's another goalpost. Pick one criteria and follow that. One week is the eye test, next week is the resume test, next week is something else. Pick one criteria that everybody can agree on and choose the rankings that you're supposed to choose where we're not having the goalposts move each and every Tuesday. It's ridiculous to me. Freddie, I doggone order small fry. Hey, pull up, sir. Why I got to pull up for you to give me a small fry? It should be it should be fries already been made. The small fries should already be in the little holder thing. I used to to work at McDonald's. They're trying to do their job to make sure that everything is acceptable and hot and on time for you. That's what they're trying to do. Hey, you see them big shorts in that T-shirt? Do you see right? Do you see a jean shorts in that picture that I'm showing? See. Come yep. on. At the shorts point, were, just wear pants. The shorts were no. at your ankles. Put it this way. Better that than jean shorts. He, he's looking like, I'm going to camp. Exactly. Yeah. Better that than jean shorts. This I'm public service no message brought to you by Freddie and Harry. We'll save the story for in the water in another day. Make it safe to go in the water. I'm glad you guys brought that picture up because it proved exactly what I just said. Yeah. Bros weren't wearing jean shorts? Come on, no, man. Not, not in A-Town. I lived that's, in Portland, Maine for two with. years where not a lot of brothers live. And even then I wasn't wearing jean shorts when I worked in radio. Jean shorts? Come on, man. So so no lie. Dan Orlowski and company, those guys still make fun of me. Uh-huh. Dan, and, uh, Kimberly Martin, she's like, are yeah. you going to a basketball game? Mm-hmm. I just can't get over the, these little... You know these little uh, Daisy yeah. Dukes that these kids be wearing nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I never well, rock with that. We'll put it this way: Dan Orlowski should not be talking about anybody fashion wise, based <laughs> on some of the fashion choices we've seen that he's had on TV more than a couple of times. He's up this game, but nobody named Dan Orlowski should be talking about anybody's lack of fashion sense, based on the dad stuff we've seen him wear. On TV more than a couple of times. We kid Dan because we love him. We know how that goes. Amber and Ian comes your way next year. Ready for the college ball player rankings that are going to be revealed in about an hour. For Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry and my ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless. And as always, don't wear jean shorts. Uh-oh. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.